I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, everyone. And you join me here today with uh, someone you don't know. Tom's on leave this week. He's thinking he's having a nice time digging around in his garden. So uh, I got a little bit lonely and I thought I'd bring someone else on to have a chat with me about watches. Say hello to Charlotte, everyone. Charlotte, who are you and what are you doing here? Well, I have the uh, the pleasure of being married to your hands. <laughs> um, and yeah, as Tom has decided to very rudely take the week off, I am trying to fill in. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, So Charlotte actually suggested this, and I think she's probably sitting here regretting it right now. Uh, And she is someone who, probably like Tom, didn't know a huge amount of watches until I forced them to. So Charlotte, um, where does your first memory of watches really lie? Aside from anything that I had as a child, which was probably to teach me to tell the time, (laughs) it it was really when, when I met you. I hadn't had an interest in watches or come across watches until I met you. Hang on. You had a watch to teach you how to tell the time? I think so, but I vaguely remember it not actually having numbers on the dial. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure how, how good that would be at telling a child how to teach the time. This sounds like one of those childhood memories that's that you're not quite sure if it really happened or if you dreamt it or if you saw it on telly or if you read it in a book. No, no, I, I distinctly remember the watch. It was from, I think, like a sort of an, an, a high street equivalent of uh, Amazon or the like. And um, it, it was silver, flower-shaped, with a pale pink dial. And I think it just had two hands and it was on a sort of stretchy, elasticated bracelet. Oh, wow. So two hands, no numbers. That's teaching you on hard mode. That doesn't seem very fair. No. Um so fast forward many many years and uh, you met me I was obviously into watches I was working for Watchfinder. Um, how how did you really start getting introduced to watches in that way did I force them upon you I don't think I did I, I don't think you forced them upon me I think they were just sort of always there in the background and then I think you started the channel and I'm probably your biggest fan I watch every single video everyone says that (laughs) (laughs) no but I genuinely do as soon as I've got notifications on as soon as that video pops up I I I pop my headphones in even if I'm uh, working and uh, listen to that listen to that video and make sure I like and thumbs it up (laughs) whenever I'm checking a video Charlotte always tells me off for skipping the advert as if that's really going to (laughs) make all the difference but but bless Uh, what watch do you have now I have a Cartier Clé de Cartier you do, don't That's what you? It's called, isn't it? Do you remember this? This um, 
I'm going to bring this up so it's on record. When we first went looking for a watch for Charlotte, you, you decided that you'd been around watches long enough and that you liked them and that you wanted to get one of your own. And mm. we had a little look. And I suggested, I think this was about four years ago now, I suggested, what did I suggest? The Rolex Oyster Perpetual. Uh-huh. And it was... Thre- <laughs> <laughs> that was when it was available. You could walk into the jewellers and buy it mm. and you could you could pick up a black dial or a white dial or whatever colour you liked. And it was there. It was about £3,800, if I recall, for the 39mm, which is now discontinued and its replacement is completely unavailable. Mm. So um, we got the Clay de Cartier... Uh, you weren't actually that keen on Cartier when I introduced you to them. No. I When we went looking, I was adamant, wasn't I, that I was getting the Chanel J12. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I was adamant that you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You were adamant that I was getting the uh, the Rolex. And I really didn't like it at the time. I like it now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the time, no. It was too big and bulky for me, I think, I felt like it was too too much metal at the time. So I was I was adamant that I didn't like it, but I was trying it on to appease you. Yep. Um, you like them now. Now I can't mm. actually buy one. Mm. Now you like them. But uh, Cartier, you uh, if I recall what you said about Cartier, it was uh, an old lady's brand. Yeah, I think I felt it was a bit stuffy. And I'd only really seen pictures of like the Ballon Bleu. Mm-hmm. But they did an, a slight update to the Santos mm-hmm. so it had that kind of that that sort of secondary bezel almost the one that's got the screws in it that's sort of a bit like a square and they made a slight tweak to that where it sort of integrates a little bit more into the bracelet and yep. that caught my attention so we went to try on the Chanel J12 the Santos and the Rolex mm-hmm. and then you saw the Clay de Cartier didn't yeah you? yeah it's certainly one of my favourites. It's a really interesting design with the blended lugs and that uh, crown that sits into the flush with the case, if mm. you like. What I really liked about it is this was one of the first iterations of Cartier where they had uh, an in-house, or rather a group movement, which ironically is now what the Chanel J12 is powered with. Oh. <laughs> Such interest. <laughs> um, but I think all round, for me, that Cartier had the heritage of a great brand it had a, a nice movement that you could look through it was styled nicely had had the brand name all the rest of it what stuck out to you about it i think it just it looked a little bit more modern i like the shape of the crown it was different it wasn't um the same as like the ones i'd seen on the ballon bleu where it's more kind of decorative and and rounded it's in that sort of i don't know what shape that is it's toblerone yeah it <laughs> toblerone is. shaped um so it just looked a little bit more modern. I, I hadn't ever seen it before we, we walked into the shop and were just trying things on. And I think it comes in two sizes, doesn't it? And the smaller size is quartz. That's right, yeah. And I think I tried on both. So I tried on the quartz and the automatic and it was love at first sight with the automatic. Yeah. I could not get it out of my head for the rest of the day. I think we went <laughs> off and had some lunch and sort of thought about it and went back to look at the Chanel again and then... It, it made the Chanel look almost toy-like. I mean, the Chanel is toy-like. It's uh, it's made of ceramic, but it looks like plastic. I mean, that, that's something that uh, afflicts a lot of ceramic watches, is that sense of toy-likeness, especially mm. when they get up there in the price. So it's a moon watch. 
that says Chanel on the dial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you are very aware of this whole moon swatch craze, aren't you? Mm. you do you, you want one of those, don't you? Oh, I want one so bad. I want <laughs> Jupiter. I want that beige one. I think that would look so good on a um, sort of beige suede or rubber strap. I think we might be fighting over that one. Mm. You stick to your Chanel. You, you've made your bed. You can no, sleep I in. don't want the Chanel. <laughs> oh, sorry. The Cartier, I mean, not the Chanel. <laughs> um... Do you know what watches I have? Oh, I can I can name the brands, of course, and I Go can on. name the model of one. So you've got the Grand Seiko, yep. SBG, ma, 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 ma. <laughs> and yep. um, Tudor Black Bay 58. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. You've missed one. You missed the one you, you bought for me. Well, I mean, you, you bought them all for me, but... Huh? Yeah, it's not a wristwatch. Oh, a pocket watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't class that as a watch, really, because... Well, it's definitely... well you don't wear it on your wrist. I, I've, I've balanced it on my wrist during uh, Teams meetings, but that's <laughs> <laughs> just more to satiate my boredom than anything else. Yes, um, I bought that for you out of annoyance, just to get you to shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I had discovered Hamilton pocket watches, and I could see that they're really nice finishing... For not very much money, and I was looking at a few, and uh, I I felt guilty about buying one. What happened next? Well, you, you you kept on and on about it to the point where I said to you, just put an offer in on it. Yeah, and I put an offer in that I thought wasn't going to be accepted. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, and, about... and then you said, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a week later, um, it had flown halfway across the world from Australia. Yeah. And here it is on my desk right now. Um, actually, it's on the floor because it's so loud. I have to hide it so it doesn't get picked up by the mic. Yeah. So, um, in fact, uh, dear viewer and listener, you might find in some in some voiceover recordings that we've done for previous episodes. If you listen carefully, there might be somewhere I've forgotten to take it off my desk and it's ticking away really loudly. Um, so you have sort of picked up watch knowledge by osmosis, mm-hmm. if you like listening to the videos and hearing me blather on about ideas that I've got. So I'm going to test you on your watch knowledge. Oh no. We'll we'll, we'll see how (laughs) we get on. So I want you to name me a watch brand that is not Rolex, is not Patek Philippe, is not Omega, is not Breitling and it's not Tag Heuer. Cartier? Oh damn it. You you forgot the one that's (laughs) on my wrist. Okay. Not including Cartier. Um... IWC. Yep. Hublot. Yep. Richard Mille. Yep. I'm just going through all the Formula One sponsorship teams. Can you tell? <laughs> um, Piaget. Okay. Yep. Uh, Panerai. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other one that begins with B? Blancpain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like them. I think. Okay. I think that's good. I think you've proven the point here. I tried to catch you out and it didn't work. <laughs> so let's let's take it up a notch. Can you name me? Some complications that you might find in a watch. A complication is this is things like a, a tourbillon, y- y- a minute well, repeater. M- well, well, technically, tourbillon is uh. not a complication, but yeah, yeah, for the sake, minute repeater, yeah. Is there one to do with a calendar? Perpetual calendar. Perpetual yeah. calendar. What's the moon's watch got? Quartz. That that's a power uh, a way to power a watch, but it's got it's got a particular complication. It's a very common complication, but it's quite complicated. Nevertheless, used for timing things. Oh, this is to do with all the pushers on the side. Yeah. When I say it, you're going to kick yourself. Uh, k- 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 
Chronograph. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> Uh, do you know what a minute repeater does? No, it makes a noise, doesn't it? It does make a noise, yeah. <laughs> you pull the slider and then it chimes the time with a series of, of gongs. Uh, okay, let's go even deeper because so far you've been fairly unflappable. Um, which, I don't know whether to be proud of or not. Is it sad that we both know this stuff? Or maybe I was hoping that you'd have like a higher standard of, of, uh, of knowledge and you'd be like, watches, per that's your loser stuff. But no, you've done pretty well. No, I think... I mean, I'm I'm still novice, novice. If Tom thinks he's a novice, I'm there is like a, a level below novice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if uh, if Tom's looking through the jewelry store window and sees me inside, you're not even in the department store yet. No. I mean, you've done pretty well for yourself. So, do you know what a balance wheel is? It's in the movement. Yep. I don't really know what it does. Okay. Okay. Are you interested to know what it does? Sure. <laughs> the balance wheel is the regulating organ of the watch it's a wheel that has a coiled spring that beats one way then beats the other way and beats the other way and the time it takes to go from one extensive coil to the other tells the watch how long to take per tick mm-hmm. and if it's running too fast or too slow that's that's where um, that will happen and you regulate the length of the spring to determine how fast or slow the watch beats mm-hmm. All right, then, how about a crown? Well, that's what you use to either wind the watch or set the time or the date. Yeah, very good, yeah. What about... If I were to say a watch had a sapphire case back, what does that mean? Uh, clear, like see-through on the back. Yeah, and what would you be able to see? The movement. Oh, very good. So my Cartier has the, the sapphire case back. It does, yeah. It's quite a nice-looking movement, actually. Mm, that's one of the things I liked about that watch. Yeah, that's something you don't get on a Rolex, which is annoying. I think, because Rolex do have some really nice looking movements, but people like you don't get to see them as people like me, where we have a service centre and they get taken apart and you can see them. Mm. Okay, well, I'm actually very impressed. You've picked up more than I expected to. Um, <laughs> in terms of your journey into watches, how do you feel that your perception has changed and how, how you want things has changed? Like, what do you want next and why? I think it's massively changed and since I got the Cartier as well so the Cartier is the first watch that I ever got aside mm-hmm. from that silly flower dial <laughs> watch that I had as a 10 year old um, and it's the only watch I, I have I don't have a collection of, of watches we don't really have a collection of watches between us but I think my interest certainly in the last year I would say has started to take a, a different turn hasn't it into what else could we have in our collection and what else could we have in our collection that would suit both of us so I really like the Rolex Cellini I would probably have the Rolex Cellini over the Oyster Perpetual now mm-hmm. um, and a moon swatch but the money very much comes into it for me I, I look at things that I like and then I see the price and think oh I don't really want to spend that especially if it's a second watch yeah I, I have the same thing where I feel like having more than one watch that I can wear feels like an excess and a waste. I'd rather just have the one watch that I want in that moment and see how long it, it lasts me. So I've got still the Grand Seiko and the Tudor, mm-hmm. and I feel guilty about that. And you tell me not to, but... Mm. <laughs> so what would be your dream watch? Oh, the... My, my Grail watch is the... Oh, well done. Good points for <laughs> terminology. My Grail watch is the, uh, the Van Cleef. 
I'll probably butcher the pronunciation at all. Is it the, the Lady Arpels uh, de Floral? Oh, what it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Lady Flower is what I call it. Mm. <laughs> With the animated flowers that open one at a time uh, really organically and you read the time from how many have opened. Yeah. Yeah, but how much is that one, sorry? I think it's £216,000. Yeah. So probably like $250,000. Yeah. Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably never. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do ever get it, that would be the, the ultimate circle, starting with a flower watch that teaches you how to read the time and ending up on a quarter mil flower watch that's really hard to read the time on. I, I, I cannot imagine having that much money where where walking into the shop and buying that is is just a, a shopping trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I think if... Um, if memory serves me, serves me correctly, that watch is about the same price that we bought this house for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a bit insane, wouldn't it? Okay, well, there you go, from one flower watch to another. Um, dear viewer and listener, perhaps you might have some suggestions for watches that Charlotte might like to purchase next. Uh, you've got your name down for an Oyster Perpetual, haven't you? We'll mm. see what happens with that. <laughs> I don't expect to ever be called, but yeah. Yeah. The, the irony that I didn't want it four years ago when we could have had it there and then and, and now I quite like it so I took great umbrage with putting our name down on the Rolex waitlist I am part of the problem it seems <laughs> um, but but never mind but yeah if, if you have any suggestions on what else Charlotte might quite enjoy and perhaps uh, let us know if you would like to see Charlotte back here again for more quizzing her knowledge and seeing what she thinks um, but until next time back to normal viewing and listening Tom back from holiday and back to talking nonsense about watches. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 